The legal views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute or contain legal advice. Now it's time for Dave's Metal Minute on the Break the Business Podcast. I have returned! From the Ozfest, Northfest, and San Bernardino, and I come with me, demons and hell. I have destroyed Ryan. The show is mine, and everything shall bow before me. <laughs> All right, Dave, ready to get started. What is this? Oh, it, it's you. Dave? I, Look at my headphones on. What? Why is the metal music music playing? Um... Weren't you supposed to be burning in a lake of fire right now? No, I got stuck in traffic. Oh. I mean, it's kind of the same thing with Miami's weather, but... I'm going to have to talk to my uh, demon friend, I guess. Traficordius. Anyway, um... Well, this is awkward, Ryan. Um, Should we just do the the show then regular? Well, I kind of hope so, yeah. I mean, but but don't worry. I know you've had a fantastic trip over to OzFest meets NotFest, and you want to tell us all about it. But can we, you know, save it for later? Silence, Ryan! Start the show! How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week, and it is a pleasure to be rejoined. He's back, my co-host, Dave. How's it going, Dave? I'm doing good, buddy. Yeah, I'm glad. Thank you for uh, reintroducing me, because I don't think they would have known I was here otherwise. That's right, because you've just shown up. No, yeah. There are other people here that weren't Dave, yeah. but now you're here. Uh, it's good to have you back. I, I can't wait to hear everything yep. about your most recent of your many metal excursions. Yeah. Uh, how yeah. was, how you feeling? It you was feeling good. It was a lot of fun out there, man. Um, a, oh, such great music, a lot of cool people, just all time, just great metal vibes, everything, man. And then oh, even more metal happened than actually in the week. And I'll tell you about that later too. But uh, yeah, man, just really just awesome, great stuff. And just, you know, SoCal, man, for the California. Yeah. Very cool. Looking yeah. forward to it. And I will say, actually, I did receive a word from a listener. That, really? Um, that my presence was requested post-haste. <laughs> yes, yes. Sir. Yes. So uh, I am back, and we're going to have a full D-block. Don't worry, listeners. I've, I've come prepared. I can't help but feel like there have to be listeners out there who envy what you got going on. Like fans, like people out there who are just as big into metal as you are. And, you know, don't go to as many metal concerts as you and just like, look, you're 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 playing air guitar as I'm talking. Right Actually, now. you're right. I literally am. And I don't know why. I don't know like, why either. it just happened. Like, seriously, like, I'm like, freaking, we are wild stallions. I, I have to know. OK, because, yeah, listeners, you, you obviously can't see. Yeah. But as I was talking just now, he was distracting me because he was just playing air guitar. What song was in your head while you were air guitaring? Actually, nothing really. I was just like, just like playing some nice rhythm with it, man, and everything. It wasn't like going crazy shredding. I was actually just laying down a solid, you know, rhythm and everything. Standard four four. Not, we're not going crazy here, man. You know, in, in standard <laughs> e tuning. You know, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not part of the gent movement or anything like that. Very cool. Yeah. Well, well, then you know what? My question's not that important. Um, your air guitar is more important. Yes. If you want to get into the break the business podcast, follow me on Twitter. I'm at Ryan K A I R. They can follow. 
follow you. Where can they follow you, Dave? At Metal Dave 85. And this is kind of big news. Y- yes, if you act soon. I just saw on your profile, you have how many followers? As of right now, I have um, 98. So, Which, by the way, is pretty exciting, because I remember on this show making fun of you for having, like, you know, 30, 22 or something 30, like that. Yeah, yeah, 30. Yeah. You're exploding. There's a, there's a Metal Dave wave happening here of people that want to be a part of your life. But so the Ooh. next person who follows you is going to be follower number 100. Well, no, because of math, because I said 98. Oh, 98. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, was it 99 before? It, it, yesterday, like, it was at 99. I think one of the bots dropped off. Oh, damn. Those, those porn bots are fickle. Yeah. Okay. So the next two people. Next two people. So the next two people, because um, I know we got you know, all kinds of listeners out there. If you want to be either Dave's 99th or 100th follower, so if you act now, you'll be 99th, but if you maybe wait a little bit, you know, game the system, you could be, you could help Dave hit the century mark. Yeah. And you're, th- and you're probably saying, oh, what's in it for me? I mean, I guess I could technically really think that far ahead. I could technically say, oh, whenever we get show merchandise, Ryan, I'm looking at you. Maybe you'll get a shirt, a show shirt or something. I think we have pretty fantastic show merchandise. It's called the book, Break the Business, Declaring Your Independence and Achieving True Success in the Music Industry, now available on Amazon. I guess if they rip out the pages and get really creative, they can make a shirt out of it. Actually, wait, how about this? How about this? Dig, dig. Uh All right. If you are the 100th follower for Metal Dave, I just just came up with this right now. Uh If you're the 100th follower, let Dave know. Or, you know, let me know Twitter or whatever, and we will give you a free copy of the Break the Business book. And Dave and I will sign it. And it'll be all yours if you are Dave's 100th follower. What if it is a porn bot? Well, then we're, you know, then we're not going to send, you know, that person. It has Why? To be- but she's ready and she wants us. <laughs> Well, that's a fair point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You have to be the 100th follower and, you know, let us know that you're a fan of the show and that you are aware of this 100th follower book offer. And if you do that, you know, you just, you know, text Dave or, or at mention Dave, let him know you're the 100th follower and that you want a free copy of the book. And that's true, actually. And, and I just took, I screenshot, I know exactly who's the top one right now for 98. So I already know what would be 100 when it comes That's down. right. And we will send you a copy of the book, and uh, I'll sign it, which you don't care about because you're obviously a fan of Dave. So Dave will sign it too. Okay, that's is, is that is that good? Is that entice the people? You think that's cool? All right, cool. Uh, you can also like us on Facebook, breakthebusiness.com/slash. No, sorry, facebook.com slash break the business. They don't care about our personal mm-hmm. website that much if they're trying to find us on Facebook. Uh, we're at Stitcher. Uh, you can uh, check us out on iTunes as well as SoundCloud, and you can email us if you want to propose show questions, show topics. You want to. Uh, you know, find out more about Dave's metal exploits. Break the business at gmail.com is where you find us. And finally, hey, tell a friend. You got friends? You want to tell them stuff? Well, tell them about this podcast. Uh, it's the best way to kind of promote us, keep the ball moving. Uh, we're getting, you know, building up this little army of ours each week. It's been exciting to see those numbers go up. And hey, we thank you very much for it. Coming up in the next segment, a uh, very cool, very cool person, Rory Kelly. She is an indie rock singer-songwriter. She's also the executive director of the Go Girls platform. She writes a lot about the things that women go through in the music industry. She has very, uh, very insightful feminist pieces about women in music, and she's going to be a great interview. We're talking to her in the next segment, and you're not going to want to go anywhere. Really, really cool stuff there. Yeah. Uh, but before we get to her, we got all kinds of stuff to talk. We got, yeah, we got we, some we, housekeeping. Yeah, we so. got some show business. So uh, it's always interesting when I come back and, you know, things happen, right? And so... Unbeknownst to me, dude, I you know, but I guess it's a nice surprise. 
Our podcast has won an award. Yes, yes it has. This is amazing, folks. We've been on the air for over a year now. This is going to be episode, what, 56 now? I'm, I'm losing track. 56? Right. How about and that? we have won, and this is no joke, okay? It's I'm, a real award. I'm holding, You're holding it in your I'm hand. I'm holding. Yeah, solid mahogany. Yeah, oh, yes. Ooh, I could put it in my apartment. <laughs> Ron Burgundy. Yes. Rich mahogany. Rich anyway, mahogany. Yes, many leather-bound books. Um, <laughs> yes, all right. 13 years, but still good. Um, Has it really been that long since yeah. Anchorman? I think 2003. God. I think, I think oh. it came out 2003. Yeah, man. Oh, that's depressing. Yeah, anyway. we're old, bro. Um, we have won. And I'm very serious. Folks. I know. This is a real award. He's holding it in his hand. And I am quite pleased with this. The Corella Family Academy of Recording Arts 2016 Podcast of the Year Award to the Break the Business Podcast inscribed to Metal Dave K featuring Ryan Corella. This is my most favorite thing in the whole wide world. I am going to cherish this forever. Thank you very much to the Academy. Uh, I never thought this day would come. Uh, there's so many people I like to thank. Uh, I like to thank my family first and foremost. Um, you know, like to thank. Uh, sure. Yeah. You know, uh, all the great demons of metal. You know, with them, all things are possible. Um, you know, like to thank uh, the many show friends we've had over the years, John Ratzenberger, uh, Keith Richards, uh, our friends up in Canada and Canada Dave, all of our all of our uh, great, and you, the listeners out there, um, Oliver the dog that sat in once. So that's um, the, so that's a good list. That's a great. Uh, is there anybody else on that list that you might feel compelled? Oh today? my dude, I cannot forget my fellow podcasters Evan and Lisa. They sat in with us. Also, JC, he did. He also filled in for me uh, last year. Um, we had so many good guests, guys. Like all the guests: Mary Jennings, Mary Amber, <laughs> other people not named Mary. All right, all right. Um, Let me say something about this uh, because I have a common. I just I, I don't know who who featuring Ryan Carella is like who is Mister featuring Ryan Carella what is, who is this name and why do they have your name as part of their name a common lament I have about this show yes and I mean on one hand I have to be happy for you on the other hand yes. it's like murderous jealousy is that people love you a lot more than they love me because you are funny and you have the funny characters and you make everybody laugh. And I'm like, you know, professor dork Ryan coming out with all the you know music industry advice. And so do you know what that was, is supposed to be that the, that Corella family <laughs> award, What? that was my birthday present. My nieces and nephews and my brother came over. My nieces, they made that themselves. And okay? this, is very, this is beautiful. This is great. It's a handmade award. Yeah. And for my birthday, they gave the, a podcast award for you. For you. <laughs> That's how much the love for you permeates this podcast, <laughs> is that even on a day that by its definition is supposed to celebrate me and my birth, somehow you get a present. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's about right, buddy. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thanks, family. Yeah. Family. Thank, thank you, Corella Family Academy of Recording Arts. Um, this I mean, this will this will be in the studio, but I don't know. I have a feeling like I, I this I feel like this thing should belong to me one day. Like if whenever I whenever when I, when I finally move out, you're gonna be like you know I get to hang hang up hang this up or somewhere in my wall of honor. If I ever win a Grammy. That will go in the toilet next to this thing. Uh, so in the meantime, can we, I mean, maybe we should hang it because hang it up on the wall because we have a, 
the studio has sort of a bare wall. Yeah, we do need to hang it up. I'm worried you might destroy it in a fit of drunken, jealous rage one night. I don't even think you... I'll be drunk to do it. Like, I'll be stone cold sober, like, being oh. angry at oh, that that's award and everything it represents. Oh, come on, bro. Why, why are you so mean to your family? And the Academy, who have recognized <laughs> Break the Business with Metal Dave K, featuring Ryan Grill, uh, for <laughs> podcasting excellence. I mean, you know. This is uh, th- this is amazing. I I will truly cherish this. Happy birthday, Ryan! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel I feel the birthday love. Um, you know, much funny because my birthday is coming up in like three weeks. So, yeah. Oh no, I, they could have waited. <laughs> All they had to do was wait three damn weeks. They could have given you your own birthday present, but they couldn't wait. They couldn't wait. Well, in their defense, I don't think they know. But now they this do. This makes me so mad. And you know, because now it is your birthday, they're, they're going to give you another damn award. I, it another would beautiful be funny. handcrafted award. It would be hilarious if an even bigger one showed up. But obviously, you know, hey, man, this is this is still great. I love this thing, man. <laughs> glad you, I feel like I just want to do the show holding it. I'm glad you and just, just kind of rub my face in it. I'm glad you're yes, enjoying just, my just hold birthday it out, Just hold it right next to my face. The listeners can't see this. This is really great. And just be like Van and White, like, ooh, look at that Metal Dave K first featuring Ryan Grill. <laughs> so and I feel like the featuring part with, with Ryan Grill, we, we can just buff that right out. That's going to come right out there. <laughs> I, I can't even get that little piece of the award. Oh, no. All right. All right. So right, we got, we got, so, so that was good news and everything. And, uh, and also, I, this is amazing, folks. This is amazing. This is amazing. Okay. Uh, uh, did you, uh, you may be unaware that Ryan over here, this, this man apparently is, a master because he is giving a master class okay <laughs> obey your master all right master of puppets i'm pulling your strings and all that good metallic goodness anyway ryan explain to the folks your masterness that's going to master over them in your master class okay <laughs> um uh, today yes. we're recording this it's sunday the second if you are getting this podcast right when it came up sunday uh you might still be able to catch this 7 p.m October 2nd, today, uh, today uh, I'm doing a master class for Steve Palferman's Music Bu- music Launch Summit. Uh, he's brought in a bunch of people to talk about different things in the music business, and I'm doing a master class on the Music Launch Summit about uh, record labels and managers. And so it's a live master class. I'm going to answer questions from the people who are attending it, and... I got us, and, and so I'm really excited for it, and I think it's going to be fun. You should check it out. Music Launch Summit, Steve Palferman's Summit on the whole is really awesome. There's a lot of very, very terrific music business people talking at this. Do we know where they can go for that? Uh, yes, uh, musiclaunchsummit.com should direct you to All right. it. Or um, if you go on my, if you follow me on Twitter, I've got a ton of links for it, and you can check it out. And there's a direct link, and you can enjoy it. And there's a lot of other great uh, music business people on that uh, Music Launch Summit page as well. Here's the thing. Yeah. Because yes, master. I, I since we've started this podcast, yeah, I have been perpetually. I'm always sort of walking on eggshells uh-huh. because I know that if I do or cer- say certain things or certain things happen to me, you have a tendency of jumping on them and making me feel bad and like making fun of me. And I've developed a sixth sense for when those things are going to happen. So when. When Steve Palferman said, hey, I want, you know, would you like to do this, uh, do one of these things? I said, sure, I'll be happy to talk to your friends at the, you know, your, your fans at the Musical Launch Summit. We'll do a nice thing. And then he puts up the, the thing board and it says Masterclass. Mm. And I was like, oh, God, Dave is mm. never going to let me hear the end of this. Mm-hmm. I, so for the record, mm-hmm. before you make fun of me, as you've already started doing, yeah. I had no say in the 
titling it a master class. Oh, of course not, dude. No, yeah, of course not. Hey, a uh, quick question. Yes. Do you have a master's degree? I do not have a master's degree. Oh, okay, Ryan. What do you have instead? Um, I, I have a, a juris doctorate. More like a jerkist doctorate. <laughs> I was really oh, waiting to do that. Man. That was a lot of fun. Locked, yeah. Locked yeah, into yeah. It. Hey, I've got one too, though, so that's, that's fine anyway. <laughs> um, Ryan, did you apprentice with anyone? Did I apprentice with anyone? Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, okay. So you couldn't even learn from a master, like a real master. Ryan, do you even have the Master of Puppets album for Metallica? No, I don't own any Metallica albums. You're just so not a master. Are you on Master Chef? No. <laughs> Were you like working out all of these on the car ride here? Do you like work on an old sailing ship on the mast and maybe like you're a master or something like that and you're just putting masts up? Did you go to Mast Academy, Ryan, on Key Biscayne? <laughs> That's such a local reference. Oh my God. Um, yeah, you probably have like 20 or 30 more of these, but I would call you're Aziz Ansari because you're a master of none. Ooh, that's good. Ooh, that's it. You ever seen that show? It's good. No, show. actually, I haven't. You really should. It's I know. Good. That's 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 what I hear. Um, anyway, yeah, so 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 make sure if, if Ryan can get this up on the, at the speed of light, yeah. tune in to take his uh, <clears throat> master class, <laughs> Jackass, where <laughs> you will learn all things from this Yoda of the music industry. <laughs> um, any idea, by the way, how long that's going to stay up there, or is it going to strictly a live event? Um, I actually don't know. I know it is live. I don't know if they're like keeping okay. it after that. I, I imagine okay. they are. Well, but, obviously, yeah, but, but yeah. if you if you go live, you can uh, take questions. Right, and, or but, I can take questions from you. So that's right. Uh, hopefully, if, if people, folks are interested out there, hopefully you'll have a chance to see it live. If you don't, and you're listening to this afterwards, just head over to that website. Ryan, what's that website again? Uh, MusicLaunchSummit.com. Or and, you can uh, check out the link. on Twitter. I, I feel like we're, at, we're we're idiots for not having the answer to that question all set. But hey, maybe you know, maybe they'll have the videos up there. Maybe they'll have some content information still there, and you can learn from. My good old uh, friend, uh, Master Ryan. Master of everything he sees. I'm not Master sure. of his domain. I'm not sure what hurts more, when you openly make fun of me for it or when you're sarcastic about it. Like, oh, I can't wait to hear from the master. Like, that, that almost digs at me more. All right, before, huh. we get ho- okay. <laughs> before we get Rory Kelly in here, an actual master of what she does. Oh, yeah. Because she's terrific and she's super insightful. Yeah. Um. We're uh, just a quick pieces of music business news. A couple things that I, I found in the news I thought were really interesting and intriguing. Um, one of which is a recent achievement of Adele's. Nice. Uh, Adele, you know, queen of the universe, biggest thing in music right now, and mm-hmm. it's not even close. Her latest album, 25, which has been out for about a year now, something like that. So she's 26 years old? Yeah, just about. Okay. Because, yeah, um, yeah her, her last three albums, 19, 21, 25, are all how old she was when she wrote them, mm-hmm. um, is the latest album to be certified diamond in the United States by the Recorded Recording Industry Association of America. Nice. That's Congratulations, Adele. A very big deal. That's 10 million net units shipped. Um, and it's always cool to kind of see those achievements. I, I, I'm always, when I was younger, you know, when I would read the Billboard magazines every week, you know, in high school, I would always like, I loved keeping track of, okay, who's gold, who's platinum, who went double platinum. And it was kind of fun to keep track of that because many artists did do those things. And now we're in modern times where it's very they hard don't. to go. Yeah. And it's it's very hard just to go platinum, even if you're a big time artist. And it's damn near impossible to go diamond. So gold is 500,000 units. Platinum is a, is a million units. And then you can go double, triple platinum for every million after that. And if you can get to 10 million, that's a diamond certification. Now, so she was the... 
um, last most recent artist to get that diamond certification. Mm-hmm. Do you know who the last artist was to get the diamond certification? It's 10 million of a particular album. Sold, That's right. right. Correct. Yes. Michael Jackson. Uh, also Adele. Oh, okay. her previous album. And in fact, and what would a lot of people me, really like sad songs? Yes. Everybody likes to feel like crap. I, I don't, but okay. Um, but what I think was interesting is when I saw the news, my first thought was, man, you don't hear news like this anymore. Nobody goes diamond. And so I, I had to do some look research and kind of look at the history of diamond albums mm-hmm. a little bit. And so, De- you know, Adele's 25, her most recent album went diamond. The last album to go diamond was her 2011 release, mm-hmm. uh, which was 21, 21. Yeah. which went diamond. And the only artist to go diamond in this decade has been Adele, who's done it twice. No other artist has done it. You're talking about 2000 to present? The 2010s, this decade. Okay. You know, decade every 10 years. Come on. Uh, okay. Well, let's screw you, jackass. <laughs> Because, you know, when did her first album come out? When did 21 come out? Uh, 21 came well, out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever, man. I thought you meant like in the, in the 21st century. It, Get out of here. No, then I would have said in this century. I guess you're a master of time also now, huh? <laughs> I knew that was coming. I was like, if I just poke him a little more, the more I poke, eventually the master is going to come out. All right. So, well, here's something that'll make you happy, Dave. Uh, yeah. 88 albums have been diamond certified in the history of the music industry. Mm-hmm. One of which, 1991's Metallica. Oh, yeah, the Black Album, of course. Uh, has gone actually more than diamond and a half. It has gone platinum 16 times over. Nice. Has sold over 16.2 million units. Yeah. Uh, Call me when you get to that level, Ryan. <laughs> or Adele. Yeah. But, right, yeah. So, but the point is like 80s, 90s, even early 2000s. It was much more common, mm-hmm. but in today's music industry, unless your name is Adele, you're not going diamond. Do you have every uh, album on that list? Every album that's ever gone. Yeah, I mean, I, I I have it like pulled up here on Wikipedia. Why is there one you're interested? Oh, in? I'm just wondering, what was the first one ever to be certified diamond? Oh Lord. Uh, oh, I, I'm I'm showing your unpreparedness. Well, looks like we're not a master after all. Uh, okay, looks like the first one ever to do it. Uh huh. I can't believe you made me like look this up on the fly, and this is super unprofessional. Very. I believe the first one I have here on record is uh, 1967's The Beatles' Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So what was 34th? Oh, you go to hell. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> um, but the point is, in the 80s, 90s, and even early 2000s, going diamond, while difficult, mm-hmm. you know, was at least more common. It's sort of like the perfect game in baseball. It's been done, a, you know, it doesn't happen all the time, but, you know, it'll happen mm-hmm. once a year, once every couple of years. But since the crash of the music industry in the early 2000s and the bottom fell out of the recorded music business, you don't see it anymore because, you know, streaming has taken hold and... You know, downloads have happened, which means people are buying singles instead of full albums. And by the way, they've changed the calculation now. Where I think it's if you, if if it is if somebody buys for every ten singles of an artist that's bought off the album, the RIA will consider that as like one album for. Oh, okay. He's basically bought the an album's worth. That's right. Of... They call it a TEA, a track track equivalent album, huh. and that's considered as part of the. But even with that, you you know you don't see artists going platinum anymore. And so what I think this recent news can should remind us of is the exception that proves the rule and how much the industry has changed and how and this is a theme we've talked about in this podcast before more and more music is being seen less as 
a product in itself, but more of just a loss leader, a marketing tool, a way to drive your fans to other content you have, whether it's your live performances, your merchandise, your Patreons, your Kickstarters, or even just other media opportunities, licensing, things like that. Um, because unless your name is Adele, you're not going to be the mega selling artist that you know came from albums. And so you need to find other ways to use your music to make yourself successful. And part of that might mean, and we talk about this in the Break the Business book, early in your career, you might not want to just you know put your music behind a paywall. In fact, you might be better off making your music absolutely free to get it in front of many people's ears as possible so you can build that fan base. And once you have that tribe of fans, then you can start thinking about, okay, now how can I monetize this big group? Are they going to pay to see me live? Are they going to want to support me on Patreon or something like that? But the game has changed, unless, of course, your name is Adele, at which point the game is perfectly fine for you still. She's above the game. Yes, she is. Man, I, I'm very good at being wrong when I make predictions in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Like, most famously, I remember hearing the first Rihanna song, uh, that replay song, and it came on the radio, and I was like, Oh, this is terrible. She's never going to be famous. <laughs> and and <laughs> and as another example of this, you know, when 21 came out and it was this huge sensation, Adele basically became a recluse for a couple of years where she's like, I don't want to do anything in the music business. I'm going to just stay in my big mansion, have a baby, raise that baby. And, you know, and there was some question as to whether she would ever make another album. And then, you know, four years later, she finally came out with this next album, 25. And there was a part of me that was thinking... You know, she's been out of the game too long. I don't know if she's going to be... I don't know if this album is going to take off the same way her previous album did. Now it was, of course, wrong as hell, and she's still a huge sensation. Well, now then, because it wasn't... Didn't, like, was like a number of weeks last month or something like that, she announced she was going to, like, retire from touring or take, like, 10 years off or something? Is that right? Okay, oh, shoot, you're not here to check me on that. There was something... <laughs> I, I know... I No, 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 I'm very, very serious. I, I, I mean, that, that doesn't surprise me. She was saying stuff like that after the 21 album she she has rather well-known stage fright she does not like performing live which is weird when you think about it well i mean that's it's sort of uh it's it's funny because you know you kind of need to be a live performer to six you know for the money to the finances to work in the music business you have because that's where artists make their money unless of course you're adele and you're going diamond and then yeah you're making plenty of money off your record royalties and you don't need to you know go perform live but um, but yeah, no, I, that does not surprise me if she indeed did say that. That's yeah. I, I, oh God. We now have dead air while yeah. Dave Google's stuff podcast. You know, we'll just retract that. I don't know. What's going to the next story? <laughs> all right, next story. So, all right. Uh, uh, next one here from the Sonic bids blog. I liked this article from Jesse Sterling Harrison, uh, five non-musical skills musicians should work on improving or should work to improve. I believe is the la- uh, the way he phrased it. Um, but this is a you know nice little article. I'm not going to read all five because I know Dave does not like those lists. That's um, okay. I'm looking up this Adele thing, so you can take as long oh, as you good. want. Oh, good. So, so uh, this is just me. Okay, it's just me and you, audience. Dave is indisposed looking up some Adele news, so it's just going to be you and us talking. And we're going to talk about this Jesse Sterling Harrison article on the Sonic Bids blog, as I thought it was really cool. He talks about some of the skills that um, you know, that are non-musical, that musicians, especially DIY musicians, need to have to succeed and move their careers forward. And... I would add a corollary to this, which is not only are these important skills, but these are skills that many musicians that I come across have trouble with. For whatever reason, it's just something that's not 
in their DNA because, you know, they've been there, they've spent their life training how to be good at an instrument and these business things can be tricky for them. But these are things you got to work on if they're not, if they don't come naturally to you. Uh, first one he talks about is making sure you follow up after shows, uh, from the article, most acts disappear after a show, leaving the backstage area a mess with nary a caller. Thank you. Don't be that band. Be thankful that you had a space in which to rock and stay in touch with the venue. Bands that are respectful to the venue, thankful to whoever booked the show and check in frequently are the ones that get called back. It can be really hard to find new gigs. How's that Google Googling coming along there, Dave? I've got a story. I'm reading it real quick. All right. Keep good. going. Um, <laughs> I really hope this is a good list because I got to be honest with you, I have no idea what you've been talking about That's right now. That's fine. Yeah, you, you rarely do. So yeah, you, you, you guys keep listening to Ryan. You guys have fun. I'm over here. Very good. Um, it can be really hard to find new gigs. And so the best way to, you know, to make money off a gig is to have one in place and to keep that relationship. So every time you do a show, you say thank you. You send thank you notes. You stay in touch with that venue so that they're always at the top of you're always at the top of their head when they need a band. Maybe they have a cancellation and they know they can always call on you and you'll be ready to help them out. And then bam, another payday, just like that. Always follow up after the shows. And that's just a good life lesson. Whenever you work with anybody, follow up, you know, maintain that relationship, let them know how much of a joy it was to work with them, build that network for yourself. Another thing that Jesse Sterling Harrison talks about in this article, staying consistent with social media. From the article, there's a lot of information out there and there's a lot of bands. It's essential to keep in touch with your consumers. Um, you're, there are so many things that you can post on social media because I know a lot of artists say, well, how do you find time to post or how can I think of things to post about? You can post demos, news from the lives of your band members, videos, videos, videos. You can never have enough videos. And not just videos of your band performing, but how about just you know videos of your fans hanging out, or not, uh, sorry, video of your band performing, but videos of your band hanging out, having a barbecue, a poker night. Um, your fans want to see you just living your day-to-day -day life, and those kind of fun videos are great for social media. Um, something that uh, you can also kind of bring up in this area is if you're looking for things to post, and this is an important thing to post, is... Posting about other artists, shining the light on others, uh, as the famed PR publicist Ariel Hyatt calls it. Don't just make every post about you. Tell your fans about other artists that interest you. Hey, I just listened to this this artist, they're, this other band. They're amazing. Check them out. Here's their page. Let them know that you're not an egomaniac and you actually have other interests. Um, I see you nodding there. Have you found uh, any news on Adele? Oh, yeah. Are you done? Um, I have one more. Can I do it? And then yeah, we'll yeah, get yeah, your yeah, Adele. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. This is what we like to call a tease in the podcasting business. One yeah, yeah. more tip from and then this we'll, article. And then we'll get to the really important Adele news. And then we're going to get the Adele <laughs> update from Dave. I'm so excited. I'm just going to run through this real quick. Yeah. Um, and finally, uh, one other piece of advice from this article, which is a fantastic art article. You can check it out on the Sonic Bids blog. Manage your time by making a schedule. Figure out what the most critical actions are for you as a band and make time for them, preferably the same time every week. I think it's a symptom of a greater ailment that many musicians suffer for that, you know, they want to be musicians. They don't want to treat their band like a business. They went into music so they wouldn't have to do businessy stuff. But taking a few of those business principles, you know, making time, setting a schedule, setting goals for each week, setting goals for each month based on your weekly goals can really help you move forward on a, solid path in your career and now all i just want to know is this damn adele news what what's going on with adele dave okay so breaking september news um <laughs> <laughs> from the sun and sort of uh forbes and teenvogue.com quoted it uh, apparently the sun reported that she's rep reportedly after this tour is done going to take a 10-year break from touring oh my goodness to focus on raising her son angelo oh that's kind of sweet yeah 
And I also I think I just literally I just came up with it in my head, and um, I'm hoping you've got like the really good joke sound ready to go here. Um, if like me and her ever were to go out, like our celebrity couple name would be a Dave. Rory Kelly up next on the Break the Business Podcast. Ryan here from the podcast. Shameless plug time, my new book, Break the Business, Declaring Your Independence and Achieving True Success in the Music Industry is now available in paperback and an ebook. The book talks about how you can be your own boss in your music career and take control of your content creation, promotion, distribution, and fundraising. Get your copy on Amazon by searching Break the Business. It's a nice read for musicians and the people who love them. That's Break the Business, declaring your independence and achieving true success in the music industry. Thanks very much for your support. Welcome back to the Break the Business podcast. She is an indie alternative singer-songwriter based out of Brooklyn, New York, who has performed at South by Southwest and Summer Nam. Germ Magazine says that her music delivers refreshing honesty accompanied by an earnest guitar that will make you hit repeat as many times as your heart can handle. You can find her latest album, Rising, 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 at rorykelly.bandcamp.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Rory Kelly is on the Break the Business podcast. Rory, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This is really exciting. Oh, that's such a kind thing for you to say. This is going to be great. Um, so I love the origin stories on musicians like you, musicians that I admire, musicians that I respect and enjoy. So can you tell us how you just got started making music? Yeah, um, I got started when I was 13 years old. I grew up in a family of musicians, but I wasn't really one myself at that time. And I had this summer that I spent mostly alone in my house. The rest of my family was kind of out doing stuff, and I kind of wasn't. And I would stay up really late. It was like, you know, you know that you're a nerd when your idea of partying is like staying up late, listening to VH1 and reading and writing. And, um, oh, you're my kind of nerd. This is, <laughs> yeah. And this was when VH1 played like music. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I, I heard this song one night at maybe four in the morning and, um, it was, it was a song that was like really popular at the time. It was Sean Colvin, Sonny came home and, yes. um, it put me in this like special emotional state that might've also like it being 4 AM might've also helped with the special emotional state. But <laughs> I kind of got done listening to that song and I was like, this is what I need to do with my life. And you don't always get like a super clear, amazing epiphany like that, but I had it and it hasn't worn off and it's been like almost a couple decades now. So, well, so that's really the secret to dreams getting taking off. It's a, it's the right combination of Sean Colvin and sleep deprivation. Yes, that's all you need. <laughs> and, and you know, that's how this uh, terrific career got started. And it is, uh, you know, most recently developed in the album you've put out this year, Rising, 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 which I adore, adore, adore. Can you uh, tell fans what they can expect when they listen to this album? Yeah, well, this is an album that's really about personal empowerment, but it's not this like uber positive woo woo kind of new agey personal empowerment. It's really about getting through the dark stuff, getting into the nitty gritty, getting in touch with your pain and like having a tantrum if you need to, and then finding your way to really befriend yourself and learn how to become your own hero. Because as it turns out, sometimes we keep waiting around for one and they never show up and then we just get sad. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's really what it's about emotionally and musically this is the first thing i've ever done that i really i really directed i really 
found the musicians, found the engineers, put everyone together, directed all the sessions, and had a vision for this album. The first album I made, I was new to recording. I was just like, oh, this is how we do this. I don't know. And Rising, Rising, Rising was me bringing my artistic vision to completion. And it was like a super anxiety-filled, coffee-driven experience, but it came out exactly the way I wanted it. So how did you sort of teach yourself to be able to do all of those different elements of the production? Or was it just, you know, just experience being brought to bear? Did you have to do any sort of preparation to be able to handle that kind of load? It was, um, you know, really a fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants type of thing. And I think the preparation I did was gigging at breakneck pace for a bunch of years before I made the album. So I was kind of used to overexerting myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I really thought, I honestly thought, because this was how naive I was, I was like, oh, when I make this album, it's going to be like really relaxing. I'm just going to be going to studios. I'm not going to be gigging as much. I didn't fill my calendar as much. I'm like, this is going to be like a break for me. And it was (laughs) such a lie. (laughs) It was really, I mean, just getting everyone together in a room who needs to be there is is its own hurdle and making sure that the arrangements are right, making sure that people understand your communications and aren't getting offended, but that the right thing's still going on the record. It's like really a, a crazy social situation on top of everything else. I mean, is there anything you sort of learned from the experience, you know, from all that kind of planning and cat herding that you had to do uh, is there a is there a lesson or a tip you could impart to the artists listening out there on to how to handle those same dynamics on their next record well it's always more time and more money than you think always mm. always always and part so my tip a little bit is you can't plan for it some people are like well prepare for it be ready for it to be more than you think but then it'll just be more than that <laughs> so really it's a little bit of a mindset thing you really have to prepare to kind of surrender to the process and go with it and have faith and and push yourself through sometimes you have to be a coach to yourself i love it um i'm a big fan of the things that you say or sing rory but i think i'm also a big fan perhaps even a bigger fan of the things that you say you write and speak a lot about the unique challenges (laughs) that women face when pursuing their passion in the music industry. And it's a lot of great, insightful stuff. And so in regard to that, I want to direct the listeners to an article you wrote in Medium called What It's Like to Be a Female Musician. It's a few months old now, but it's a great, great read. You articulate the sexism that women regularly face in the music business. It's a great article. It's an important article. And in it, you talk about some of the experiences you've had where you wanted to turn out down a gig because you were, you know, you were facing abuse at a venue or that you've mm-hmm. you know, dealt with male music collaborators making unprofessional advances at you. Uh, can you give us some other examples of, of sexism that you or one of your colleagues have faced in their music career? Yeah, well, one big one that a lot of women get is just the pervasive assumption that we don't know what we're doing. I don't know if you've ever walked into a music store or walked into a venue and had someone instantly assume that you had like the competence level of a 12 year old, but it happens to every woman I know most of the time. So frequently I'll walk into a venue or just this last week I walked into a session. I was hired as a session singer on the song. The engineer gets there and I, this is part of what I do for a living. You know, I've done a lot of vocal sessions. I kind of grew up in a studio, so I'm very, very comfortable. And the engineer, as we're setting up the mic and everything, is really talking to me like I'm 
a four-year-old on a cute little studio tour and he's like oh i can do all kinds of audio tricks and you know let me set up the let me set up the microphone for you this way and you know just be careful that you don't back too far off and you don't come too far in and it's really just the tone of voice more than anything else where it I don't think most men even realize they are doing it, but they talk to women so differently than they would speak to a male colleague or even an inexperienced man. There's a very patronizing, condescending tone, and that's kind of where the term mansplaining comes from. Sure. And I remember even talking, you, you, know, you said that you know, in the article, you talk about how you'll go to a gig and it's your gig and you'll go there with a significant other and the club owner will immediately start talking to your male significant other saying, oh, well, you know, clearly you must be the person who's performing today. Yes. Yeah, instantly. And I actually have started asking my husband who his, he's, you know, just a kind person. He'll often like try to pick up my guitar or pick up some gear for me. And I, I now said, I need to be the one who comes in with the guitar because invariably when we go in and he's carrying the guitar, they're at the door going like, oh, I see you're with the band. And then they turn to me and they're like, oh, are you singing too, dear? You know, that kind of thing. And even when I'm carrying the guitar, sometimes people assume I'm not the musician. So it's crazy. Yeah. And you know, this is actually a theme we've, we've brought up in different instances in different episodes of this show where, you know, these microaggressions are really just a symptom of a greater problem in the music industry. And they can also manifest themselves in ways that are very destructive towards women. Uh, what's, what's happened with this, uh, Kesha and Dr. Luke saga, for example, is really a, a lesson in what can happen when the, the power dynamic between men and women in the music industry and the controlling influence of record contracts kind of mixes together and really creates something toxic for women. It's, it's the mm -hmm. worst version of what can happen from this culture. Yeah. And it is rape culture. Like these are words that I think we have to be, get comfortable saying, cause it's a real thing. And we have to get comfortable realizing that even these very low level microaggressions, things that people might read as an honest mistake really play into it. Yeah. So what are some things that you, I mean, and granted, you know, it, very much not fair for me to try to make you fix everything right now, but you know, fix, fix, fix misogyny in the music industry. Go. No, but <laughs> what, what are, what are some things that you'd like to see done in the music industry that might help improve this toxic culture towards women? Well, I'd really just like more voices of women, more, more visibility and an eye towards inclusiveness too frequently. I'll be on a panel at a conference or something like that, or I'll be in a workshop or I'll be at a gig and I'm the only woman in the room who's involved in the industry. And I promise there are more of us. Like I'm not a unicorn. It's not this really rare, <laughs> crazy thing. And I've sometimes been hired for a gig because someone is like, oh, well, we need to get, you know, we really want to be inclusive of women. And it turns out that what that means is that I am the single woman they have hired in their entire year long season. And they want to show that they're being inclusive. We need to check the box off basically. Right. Yeah. The diversity box. And the thing is like, not for nothing, women actually aren't a minority. And I really think we need to be inclusive of minorities. And the fact that women are actually more than 50% of the population and are still getting so drastically excluded is really telling of how far we have and haven't come. Well, I think in that regard, it can be, I imagine it's useful for men to be able to play a role in helping with, you know, some of these problems. I, I, I would imagine that we need, you know, we need 
male allies. And mm -hmm. as, as a man, I want to be a better ally on this topic, um, you know, for women in the music industry. So what are some things that men and particularly men in the music business as well on the music side, as well as the business side, what can we do to be better allies to women in this industry? There are a few things you can do. The first thing I would say is... Let me get my pen. Hang on. Yeah, get your, get, get your pen. Get ready. <laughs> I, I'm ready. Um, the first thing I would say is keep a little bit of a tally. Sometimes we have this idea that, oh, well, we're all equal now. And I read this phrase recently in a book, and it really resonated with me, that women have equal access on paper, where technically no one's, no one's going to turn you away and say, oh, you can't get this gig because you're a woman. But in reality... Women get hired for fewer gigs, there's less representation, and it's still a very male-dominated industry, though it seems that there are as many aspiring musicians, female as there are male. So one thing I would really recommend to men who want to help is, honestly, keep a tally. Go to shows and take a look at how many male musicians you see on stage and how many female artists you see. And ask yourself and ask the venues, are we going to get some more women here if you find that it's like... 90% men to 10% women, which I'm not exaggerating, is really common. And in situations such as conference panels and situations where there may be speakers and people helping to educate about the music industry, check out the dynamic of that too. Are there more men there than women? Is there a token woman on a, on a panel with three or four other dudes to provide the women's perspective? That kind of thing can only change when we really take a look and say, okay, we're going to mindfully be inclusive. Because obviously just saying we're all open to equality, whatever, isn't getting it done. We need to make a point of pulling women into the conversation and into the work. I've always found that that, you know, because I've, I've, I've been to conferences where I've seen that dynamic on panels mm -hmm. where, and that almost seems like too much of a burden for the woman on the panel. Cause it's like, you know, you have, you know, we're going to make you speak for the whole gender. You know, you are the women's perspective as if, you know, the entire gender is a monolith and whatever opinions you give are going to be indicative of women as a whole. Like that's, yeah, that's, crazy. it's, yeah, it's yeah. much like, um, as, as a woman, and this is a little bit aside from the music scene, but very related, I have gotten asked by more than one guy, strangers I've met on the street for relationship advice about what to do with their girlfriend. You're a woman. What should I do? Tell me. Tell me what women like men to do in this situation. And I'm like, I don't even know you. And there's this amazing fact that as it turns out, women are actually individual humans and we don't have like a collective hive mind. I can't, you know, I I'm can't need a source my, on that. my hive of sisters to tell you what womanly thing you should do. Yeah, right? <laughs> So it's the same thing in the music industry. People ask, what's your experience as a woman, blah, blah, blah. And too frequently, the person they're asking is the single woman who has had a career and had successes in spite of sexism. So you ask her and her experiences are actually going to be much more positive than the average. Oh, well, I didn't even consider that. Yeah, if you're, if you're, if you're making it to that panel, you're probably going to have a rosier view of how women yeah. are treated than the average female musician. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, you have to kind of toe the line and espouse that view because we've learned from a very young age that no one wants to hear about it when we're affected by sexism. So that woman who's made it to that panel has probably gotten there by saying things like, oh, you know, it's a point of view and it's a perspective and we can all approach relationships with a fresh set of eyes and things like that that 
that kind of placed the blame in a nebulous place rather than really being direct about what the problem is. So, Rory, you've put your energy behind uh, a couple really terrific uh, platforms that um, can help female musicians sort of keep this conversation going, create communities. And I kind of want to highlight them uh, both so you can talk about them more as well as direct some of the listeners out there to finding these. Uh, So you have the Songs to Start a Fire project. Uh, It's a program that uses music to empower girls and women. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So Songs to Start a Fire is my baby. It's kind of a new project for me. It's me using my music because I accidentally became this empowering musician. It just sort of happened. Um, to, to get young, young women and young youth in the LGBT community, every, everyone kind of in that umbrella that gets really harmed by the patriarchy, to learn to really respect themselves and seek out their own voices and advocate for themselves. Because we learn young not to do that. We learn that it's not okay for us to advocate for ourselves and not okay for us to speak up if there's something going on that's actually holding us back. And if the younger generation learns, or at least has a source, a voice of dissent saying, it's okay, you need to trust your voice, you need to be honest with what's going on and don't have to toe the line, then we get an opportunity for real change, for a really inclusive, diverse, exciting future. So where can people find this uh, platform? It's uh, social media, right? Yeah, I'm on social media. I do have a website. It's songstostartafire.com. Um, but I'm very active on social media. That's the best way to really interact with me daily. So I'm on Twitter at songs to start. I couldn't fit the fire, so it's in there. <laughs> it's just at songs to start. <laughs> sure. And I'm on facebook.com backslash songs to start a fire. Oh. Um, in addition to that, you are also the executive director, because you're not busy enough, of the organization <laughs> Go Girls, and you host the uh, Go Girls Twitter chat, hashtag GG chat. Uh, what sort of topics uh, do you discuss there? We talk about everything at GG chat. And though Go Girls Music is an organization that is really meant to empower women and help female musicians connect with each other and grow their careers, at GG chat, we really invite everyone to the table. It's a chat for all indie creatives. And we're really hoping that by doing so, we're creating a community that's very, very inclusive. And we'll talk about everything. We talk about how to get gigs. We talk about common legal problems that come up for musicians and copyright law and how to get your music licensed and what to do when you have a negative situation as a musician that you just don't know how to get out of. You had a gig, you booked it, nobody came to the gig. It's not really your fault, but now the venue is giving you a hard time, that kind of thing. So it's really, it's a free-for-all in a good way. It creates community. We're at very different levels in the industry. Some of us are just starting out and have never had a gig. Some of us have been touring for 20 years. So it really just fills that gap where musicians don't always know, and female musicians especially, who to turn to for mentorship and community. And we are those people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh I am such a fan of the fact that not only do you write these articles, but you provide platforms for people to have this conversation with you so you can get this message out. Uh, so for those of the people out there that want to have this conversation with you, um, you know, so we can all get together and just, you know, take a sledgehammer of the patriarchy here. Woo. Uh, how can people find you on the web and social media other than the uh, addresses that you've already given? So... Go Girls Music, and by the way, you want to remember that it's GoGirlsMusic.com because GoGirls.com is a very different site. <laughs> um, Go Girls Music is online, 
at on Twitter, on Facebook. We're very, very active on Twitter. And at Go Girls Music is our handle. On Facebook, it's facebook.com backslash Go Girls Music. And we have our GG chat every Thursday night at 3 p.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern Time. You just participate by using the hashtag ggchat. So you search that hashtag, you view all tweets, and you just add the hashtag into your tweets when you want to participate. And as for me, I'm at rorykelly.com. I'm at Rory Kelly on Twitter, and I, I never shut up. I actually recommend that you don't turn on Twitter notifications because it'll blow up your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very reachable, <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> and we should probably mention that it's a R-O-R-I-E Kelly. Yes. Um, just because I imagine there could be some people who are, we don't want anybody to get confused. Uh, uh, yeah. Rory, you are a treat. Uh, this has been super informative. I think easily one of the most important interviews uh, we've been able to do on this podcast. Before we let you go, and I really hope it's not the last time uh, we can have you on, um, do you have any last tips you can share with the uh, indie artist listeners out there, help them move their careers forward? I know that's a great thing to ask you because you have so many platforms where you already give advice. Yeah, I never shut up. <laughs> I have two tips. The first tip is is know what you want, be honest what you want with about what you want and own it. Don't let someone else hand goals to you. Don't kind of vaguely assume that you're an indie musician, so I guess that means I have to tour and put out albums. Think about what you really want and go after it. We're making this industry now. Everyone is an entrepreneur, so you might as well be going after the goals that really resonate with you. And part 2 is get yourself some community. Find other people going after similar goals. Find other musicians, whether it's locally or on the internet. Get yourself a support system because that's what makes it happen. Teamwork makes the dream work. Oh, Rory, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on with us. Thank you so much for having me. This is wonderful. We'll be right back on the Break the Business podcast. Ryan here from the podcast. If you like the show, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. If you want to reach out to us, shoot us an email at breakthebusiness at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ryan K-A-I-R. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. Our thanks to the awesome Rory Kelly for joining us in the previous segment. Check out her latest album, Rising, 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 by visiting rorykelly.bandcamp.com. David, my good man, welcome back to Miami. Uh, welcome back to the show. We missed mm -hmm. you last week. It's good to have you here again. Did you miss me, Ryan? I did, actually. I feel like maybe now I'm starting to uncover something that you wish I was gone. No. That way you have control of the show to yourself. Do you know what I... That way you're the one in charge. You're the master. Anyway. <laughs> Never going to live that down. Oh, no. No. I realized... No, I do. I did miss you, and I realized I missed you the most when I was recording last week, mm -hmm. and I realized as it was time to do the, the, the D block, you know, the final block of the show, but I didn't have my D with me. Mm -hmm. Boy, that came out wrong. I didn't have David with me, I should say. <laughs> And well, you are married, so. Um, 
But I and so like I didn't really have much to go with for that week, so I did the really lazy move of just not doing a D block last week. Yeah, and actually we already discussed how you sort of messed that up. Even how like and sort of yeah, you had some bad production there. That was actually what do you mean? Pro- what do you mean? You should have just then gone right from the end of the interview into like even if you had a splice, it just go right into the end of the show. There was no reason to have the little interstitial in there and then wrap up. You just go right into the end. And also, I got a listener submission quote. The D block is suffering without you. It's not even a D block. It's By you, C- you mean you and not me. It's a C block. Yes. Yeah. That, so that's yeah. why I was implored to return with much haste. That to was true. Miami. Yes. And like, um, if you leave me to my own devices, like the the show loses uh, some some amount of funny. All right. You know what, Ryan? Let's do the D block then. All right. Now it's time for Dave's Metal Minute on the Break the Business Podcast. Yeah! All right, now, no fooling. Now it's really time for Dave's Metal Minute. Yes, this is now the time for your show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I am back from the Oz Fest, and I have come with the powers of hell. Exactly what I said before, you know, I'm already... Yeah. Just take the stuff that you said in the first and just, you know, cut and paste to now. Yeah. How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing great. I missed you, Metal Dave. Yeah, I, I- missed you too, buddy. I really missed uh, being with such a master of puppets. <laughs> yeah. That could have been either the rock riff or the uh, drum you know, rim shot. I wasn't sure where to go there. Hang on, let's wait. Let's just let that crowd kind of... Yeah, it yeah. sounds like the crowd last week when Ozzy was on for Sabbath. Right, and you can see, buddy, I got my Black Sabbath uh, tour shirt right here that I got at the OzFest. I also got an OzFest shirt with a nice demon on it. Oh, man, Black Sabbath. Oh, man. Again, as I said in the first segment, you have a life people envy and that you you check out all these metal shows and you really get you know, I feel like you're living the metal dream metal dave that's right uh metal dave gets to go on festivals while ryan is uh has to be comforted with his uh paltry six-figure income rock on yeah um yeah, so yeah. you envy me <laughs> yeah okay all right <laughs> so, do you have any you have any highlights of how was how was los angeles i do <laughs> all right First of all, it, uh, what is that? I don't know. I don't know. It was hot as hell, Ryan. Heat, heat wave came through, man. Upper 90s, 100 degrees. Oh, my God. It was boiling like hell out there. So, you, of course, Middle Dave has to put on sunscreen because, you know, hey, man, you really got to watch out with skin cancer. Oh, yeah. I don't know what I was doing there. I felt like I was like kind of doing the Metal Dave voice. Was... That's all right. Kids, make sure you, UV protection. It's all about UV protection. You don't need to riff it right there. That's fine. I saw you reaching for it. That's fine. Um, <laughs> so, buddy. <laughs> Ryan, it was a great time out there. Did I mention I met a Hell's Angel? A really? An actual Hell's Angel? An actual Hell's they Angel. They still exist? I thought that was just like a thing in the 70s. Oh, right. They exist. I figure after they like beat the crap out of everybody at Altamont, like they sort of faded away. Oh, no, Ryan. They're uh, they're still around and uh, met a nice one in the parking lot. We were talking, him and his old lady and his buddy. And um, when he asked, like, hey, man, what are you doing? I said, oh, well, when he asked Dave what he does, he said, oh, oh yes, yeah, of course. I'm a lawyer. He goes, you're a friggin' lawyer? You do criminal work? <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Like, yeah. he's, he's not going to be like, you know, oh, I'm about to start up a, uh, you know, juice business. Need you to help me form the LLC. Yeah, no, that wasn't happening. So anyway, 
Good stuff, Matt. First day, I... I uh, wait, I wait. Did... I, got, I got some Hells Angels follow-up questions, because I oh. honestly... I, I swear, I did not know they still existed. I thought that was the, something right, that was long gone. Motorcycle gang-related questions. Go. Understood, yes. Like, was he old? Like, do they still have young Hells Angels? Uh, he was in his uh, mid-50s. Okay, so is there any more, like, youth recruitment? Is there going to be, like, a 24-year-old Hells Angel walking around? Well, I'm sure they got to keep the club going and everything, Well, guy. that's what I'm wondering. Like, is it, is it the same guys from the 70s and they're just grown up, or...? Why, everything's with you in the 70s. Why is that? You know that the club started way back before then, right? Is that right? Yeah, dude, it started... If it came out of World War II, all the guys had their army motorcycles at a club afterwards. And then this motorcycle magazine said, well... Most bikers are good people. Just 1% are like their criminal element. And thusly, a lot of these guys have a 1% patch. Don't mess with those guys, Ryan. Good advice. There's some motorcycle history for you that apparently just came out of nowhere. I, I know. <laughs> Ryan, the metal festival, you've been derailing me. Sorry, sorry. I just I had some legitimate Hells I, Angels questions there. Sh- shut up. <laughs> I got to the rail as planned on Saturday, man. I was at the rail for, oh, Black Label Society. Dude, Zach Wild, man. Fucking awesome. Uh, Opeth from Sweden, really great stuff there. You know, they're very kind of at Prague and experimental lately, but they're still friggin' rock on. And Michael, the lead singer, is friggin' hilarious. Yeah, see them if you got a chance, Ryan. Are you gonna see them? Uh, probably not. It's not really my style of music. I hate you. But I enjoy hearing your stories. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Disturbed was on there. Oh, they're still uh, going. All right. That was great. And, and, but of course, my friend Black Sabbath being there front and center for Ozzy Osbourne, Tony Iommi, Geezer Butler, and the drummer whose name I don't know because that's not the original drummer, Mick Ward. But <laughs> I feel like an asshole for that. <laughs> but he did, he did an awesome five-minute drum solo, bro. And uh, I think also part of it was because, well, you know, Ozzy's like 70 years old, so he's got to take some time rest. But dude, Black Sabbath! That's cool. Yeah. At one point, dude, Ozzy went up to the microphone and said, cuckoo. The audience replies, cuckoo. Ozzy goes, cuckoo. Audience goes, cuckoo. And he looks at us and goes, you're just as fucking crazy as me. (laughs) Does Ozzy, pardon my ignorance when it comes to this genre of music, does Ozzy still bite the heads off things? Yeah, dude, there was actually a guy next to me. He went right up to him and bit his freaking head off. The blood was spurting everywhere, man, and I was just bathing in it, and it was an awesome communion. I don't think that... I don't think Ozzy ever bit the heads off humans. It was usually bats or something like that. Are you calling Metal Dave a liar, Ryan? No, no, I would never. I would never dream of that. It's, it was widely reported in the Metal Dave news anyway. It's, 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 a, it's a good beat. Um... Sorry, the rocker have kind of stepped yeah. on you there. Second day there, buddy. Not fast. Oh, my God, dude. Sabaton, Amon Amarth, uh, Trivium, Anthrax, Slayer. Ooh, Slayer. The only problem was uh, the, the main stage was running an hour behind, and I was basically, so a lot of those guys had to trim up their set list. So I'm like, D- just get rid of Motionless. I'm like, get rid of those freaking assholes. <laughs> not a fan of that band. No, but I, I, I want to see freaking Anthrax and Amon Amarth and the Vikings and Slayer. And what, what's wrong? Like, what's wrong with this band that you wanted to just kick off the stage during their big moments? Because they're probably listening and crying right Silence now. Silence right now, Ryan. Do not, dis- do not defend emotions and white. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, buddy. 
So that was an amazing weekend, right? Yeah. And um, I even got to, I had to get a really a bandana to protect from all the dust flying around uh, from uh, our, our friends at Black Craft Cults. Riot, believe in yourself. I have no idea what those last 12 words were. Like, That's the company, Black Craft Cult. Uh, actually, uh, Kirk from Metallica really likes their stuff. And like their slogan is believe in yourself? Yeah, dude. Okay, now that one makes sense. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Folks out there, don't listen to Ryan. Believe in yourself. All right, don't don't think this guy wants to just master everyone. That's his thing. He wants you to believe in him because he's like a master over everything. I really am sad that they called that thing I'm doing today a masterclass. Ryan, next story. Um, Wednesday, it turns out Slayer friggin' followed me home, and I went to the Fillmore in Miami Beach and saw Slayer and Anthrax and Death Angel. That's right. That's pretty cool. We don't that, get a lot of metal bands in this area. There, that was the first actual metal show in Miami, Florida. Everything else I've seen has been in Lauderdale an hour north. And you know what happens, Ryan, when you don't get a lot of metal shows in Miami? What happens? People get pent up, and there's a hell of a lot of pit violence. Oh. Were you in the pit? I was in the GA, so, you know, I had to contend with some of that stuff. I will say, buddy, if Metal Dave is ever, is ever blessed with a daughter, he does not want her going to a Slayer show. <laughs> Although I feel like Metal Dave's daughter would be able to handle herself. I, I mean, she would, and she would be uh, armed with all the latest spikes like, and everything. Right, like she's, but still, like she's gonna bring mace with her, and I don't mean like the spray mace. I'm talking about the medieval chain with like the ball on oh, it. Oh, dude, that's <laughs> awesome! You've just given me something to shoot for. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, last story because I feel like we're running long on this segment. Yeah, a little bit, but you know, I'm never gonna you know tell you to stop, Metal Dave. That's right. I am the master of puppets of this particular segment. Speaking of which, Ryan, Metallica released their brand new track to us off the new album coming up next month now, Hardwired to Self-Destruct, Moth into Flame. Woo! Good name. They even played it on uh, the late night show, whatever the hell it is, with Jimmy Fallon. You mean and, the Tonight Show? Oh, yeah, that one. You know, That's the, right. The main one? Oh, there's like 50,000 of them now, buddy. The media landscape has really changed since we were kids. <laughs> Some insightful opining on the state of modern media for Metal Dave. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's not just uh, Johnny Carson, Letterman, or, uh, you know, the Larry Sanders show anymore. <laughs> Larry Sanders. Which is back on HBO. Is it really? Yes. Real? Like, new yes. episodes? Of course, Larry Sanders is on HBO. Wait, didn't he die? Yes. So then, he, how's he still on HBO? These must be reruns. Because this is a tribute. Oh. I didn't... I don't know. Stop it, Ryan. Okay. Sorry. This is why people don't like it when I'm gone. They don't like you dealing with all this. That's fair. Yeah. A fair criticism. Master of none with this. He said, sorry. You already made that joke. I know. No, I no. Know. So, no, wait, no. Dave made that joke, but not Metal Dave. No. Oh, so, yeah, so that's right. right. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> See, oh, oh, that's right. I forgot about the award here. Uh, <laughs> That says Metal Dave. Yes, yes. This is my... I guess that award... Yeah, Dave was talking about that award, but really, that's not Dave's award. That's your award, It's really Dave. my award. Yeah. I am going to take this with me to hell and show Lucifer himself and say, I challenge you! And he will bow aside to me. Oh, wow. Yes. It's pretty metal. I, right. I don't have a natural ending point. All right. Our thanks to Metal Dave for joining us. It's a pleasure as always, good sir. Oh, I look forward to seeing you again, Ryan, and we will mosh. Now it's time for Dave 
All right, good stuff, buddy. Yeah, man, it's good stuff. I really got to come up with an outro for that because it's just the intro again, and that's just yeah. a mess. But we'll work on that next week. For completely unknown reasons, I'm actually quite tired. <laughs> you know, just you know, sometimes when you just sit on the bench too long while other people are working, it it, it just makes you tired. Yeah. Well, I got to sit on the bench a little more. Give me, uh, I think I got another friend that I need to get in here. Ah, uh, fair enough. Oh, all right, cool. Hi, Canada, Dave. Hey, Ryan. How's it going, eh, buddy? It's going very, very well. I like these weeks where we do Metal Dave and Canada Dave back to back. Aw, oh, buddy. It's it's so great to be with all you guys, you know, because you guys are my friends, you know, because uh, Canada Dave is still, uh, you know, doesn't have as many friends, I guess, because, you know, you, you know, right? The, the, wolves the wolves, of course. They really yes. make it hard for me to get out and socialize and have a social life and everything like that. But, uh, you know, hey, Matt, I'm here because uh, I, I also received listener mail that said, you know, the show was just was just hoserness without me, buddy. It was just not good. It was not good. All right. So, um, you know, I, I believe the listeners, you know, I like to see all these listener emails. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm getting unfairly brutalized here. Oh, that's all right, Ryan. I'm, I'm sure maybe if you if you were a webmaster, you'd be able to, to look it up. <laughs> now all three of you have gotten one in. All that's, right, that's that's funny, Ryan, because it references the master class thing that's yeah, coming yeah, up. But, but seriously, folks, you, you, you gotta check out Ryan's class. You gotta check it out because seriously, well, this guy may not be a Jedi master or any sort of like uh, master of puppets, like Metallica says. You know, he he legitimately knows his stuff on the music industry. You know, I'm not sure what you would call him. Maybe like. Um, a professional guy, something like that, that uh, does stuff with like contracts and everything, and does stuff with the law. He's like a he's like a law guy man or something. Maybe lawyer. I don't know what that. Oh, maybe like a barrister. Eh? Oh, of course, yes, 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 of course, yeah, yeah, buddy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's All right. what they use there. So, Ryan, one, I gotta say, of course, congratulations to my boys up there in Canada who won the World Cup of hockey. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Oh, it's a good thing you have because Big I feel like Canada beat Team Europe, and yeah, it feels like not a lot of people knew about it. <laughs> hey. Well, you know, when it comes to sports that aren't really popular in America, Canada, Dave, uh, we will get excited about them if the USA team is doing well. And so, like, we don't care about the World Cup, but we'll care about the World Cup of soccer if Team USA is doing well. And I, was, I think it's the same thing with hockey. Once USA exited stage left, we stopped caring. But kudos to Canada. Yeah, USA Hockey and John Tortorella were kind of hosers. Yeah, they they did. They uh, yeah, North America was better, but unfortunately the Russians, you know, yeah, they they played spoiler for them. But uh, buddy, um, also, so you know, here's the thing, man. We played a game last time I was here. Yeah, and uh, I, I we had such critical acclaim, and I think that's what I see this award over here, <laughs> and. <laughs> I like the fact that, you know, part of my name is on it. So I'm going to take some ownership too, buddy. And yeah, uh, it, it look, it's a Metal Dave's Award, but I can't help but feel like you were at least nominated. And it's an honor to be nominated, Canada Dave. Oh, yeah, buddy. You, you got to love nominations. I mean, maybe one day I'll win a Juno or something. Juno. <laughs> you know. Oh, my God. There's like three <laughs> oh, people oh. laughing at that joke. Maybe I'll win a Juno. Juno. <laughs> All, All right. right. Oh, the jokes, buddy. They're flying now. Canada like, Dave's got jokes. They're, they're flying faster than, than a puck hit off with uh, by Shea Weber, eh? <laughs> oh, you got to know that Shea Weber is a, a pretty big defenseman with a hell of a shot from the point there on the power play, guys. <laughs> All right. It is October, so we got the, the, the regular season's going to be starting up in two weeks, buddy. That's okay. right. All right, buddy. Ryan, it's time again for Rush Song or Hoser Talk. No, I'm so bad at this. Well, we'll see what happens this time, buddy. I mean, I, I was hoping you'd take the two weeks while we were like, you know, all the Daves were off having their own adventures. 
um, you know, studying the catalog of Rush. If I had known that we were going to play this game again, I probably would have. Uh, to, for the listeners who are uninitiated, we we played this game with a candidate called Canada Town or Hoser Talk, where I have to determine whether whether what he's saying is the name of an actual Canada town or if it's not, or if it's, you know, hoser talk. And once I started to get good at that game, Canada Dave, sneaky as he is, has changed it to now Rush song or hoser talk, and I'm terrible at this. I, I hate to be that, quote-unquote, that guy, Ryan, but I've noticed you kind of keep just saying Canada Dave. Yeah. When my name really is Canada Dave. Yeah, you know, I got to be real with you. I'm not quite sure which one to go with. Is it Canada Dave or Canada Dave? Oh, buddy. God, I just realized, like, I just basically have accused, been I've just said, I don't know your name. That's, that, you must be really hurt by that. I'm sorry. Oh my God. I mean, I don't know what to believe in anymore, eh? <laughs> I mean, maybe the wolves should just take me away <laughs> no, now. No, don't let the wolves take you. Canada Dave. Oh, bring on the wolves, it's, oh cool no, world. No, you're Canada Dave. Don't, okay. We'll play, here, we'll make you feel better if you play this game that I know I'm going to lose. Like, why'd you have to pick a Canadian band that I don't know? Again, I one of my favorite bands is Bare Naked Ladies, which is a Canadian band. And if you made it Bare Naked Ladies song or hoser talk, I guarantee you I'd win that game. Okay, Ryan, let's go. Rush song or hoser talk. Oh, damn it. All right, Ryan, Limelight. Limelight. Um Rush Song. Yeah, I put that off the duh. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ryan. Because come on, buddy. That's one. I I I wanted you to feel a little bit better about yourself. Yeah, no, Give I do. some self-esteem. Although actually now with you not even knowing who I am, I'm I'm Starting to wonder why I even did that, and you know what's the point of this That's cruel true. of this cruel maple syrupless world I live in now. I really don't deserve your kindness, but I'm glad you afforded me it. Right? Yes. Okay, Ryan. Swedish pagans. Oh no, that has to be a rush song. Ryan, that's hoser talk. What? Ryan, that's actually a song from Sabaton. Yeah, there we go, buddy. Oh, wait, 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 What? What? What's going on there, buddy? Oh, it's not a Rush song. It's a song by another band. Yeah. Oh, damn it. So, but it is Hoser Talk because it's not a Rush song, buddy. Damn it. Damn it. Okay. So wait, now I need some, oh, crap. All right. Sorry. Right. Do you have a complaint to, uh, to Levy against the (laughs) award-winning segment that this is? No. Okay, buddy. All right. Oh. Why this? God, this game is hard. All right, Rush no, song. It's, it's, not, it's not as hard as you know being told by your best friend in the whole wide world that uh, they have no idea who you are or what you're doing here. <laughs> but I'm sure your life is really tough, buddy. I'm so sorry, Canada Dave. I guess you're not a master of emotions, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> it, that's the sound I'm making on the inside. <laughs> Masterclass, 7 p.m., Steve Pofferman's Music Launch Summit. Check it out. Yeah, gotta stick around for that. Yeah, gotta stick around. (laughs) Ryan. Yeah. Witch Hunt, part three of Fear. Uh, No, that sounds like a metal song. I'm going to say that's Hoser Talk. Ryan, that's a Rush song off the Moving Pictures album. What? I'm so bad at this. Ryan. (laughs) That sounds like a freaking Slayer song. Yeah, but it's not, buddy. It's, well, a, it, it's not. It's, no, I know. Like, it's a Rush song. You, you, you should really rush over to your record store to get some Rush records. <laughs> oh. Rush to a record store for Rush records and just record a, you listening to Rush. Oh, man, no, the, the, the R's are flying right They really are. Hey, eh? <laughs> Ryan, Electric Eye. Electric Eye. 
Not that it matters, but is it the letter I or E-Y-E? E-Y-E, like the body party. Not that it would matter, but I'm going to go ahead and say that is a Rush song. Okay, Ryan, that's wrong. Oh. That's Hoser talk, Ryan. That's a song from Judas Priest. Everyone knows that. Um, God, I feel like I'd be better at this if I just flipped a coin. Well, that'd be fascinating, but I don't have a, a loony or a toony here, though, for you to, to flip right now. But uh, we'll, we'll work on that. Actually, I do got some, you know, with me in the cabin. But, uh, you know, again. Wolves. Yeah. yeah. yeah All right. Wolves. All right, buddy. Halo effect. Halo effect. Uh, that could be a yeah, rush song. Are you sure? Yes. Maybe. I'm going to say Hoser Talk. It's Hoser Talk. All right, Ryan, that's your final answer. Yes. It is a Rush song. Oh, you sky, <laughs> you go! No! I'm leaving! I was right! You talked me out of it! Why do I let this happen? Why would you do that? That was very unkind of you, Canada Dave. I was right, and you, you made me lose confidence. Oh, buddy. You know... One thing that we in Canada don't like, like we said last time, was hubris. But also, when your best friend in the whole wide world just just takes a knife, right, and maybe even made out of bacon, uh, just a bacony, mapley, beery <laughs> Labatt's knife, Labatt's, I knew and just stabs you in the heart, buddy. You know, with wolves watching and egging you on. <laughs> so there you go. We're even. <laughs> Ryan, funeral bell. Uh that's Hoser Talk. Oh, you're right, right. That's, yeah! from, that's from Black Label Society. Yeah! Woo! Oh, he, look, Back in the game. Oh, look at him. He's like a little five-year-old guy that was a participation trophy. <laughs> you can be mean when you're wronged, Canadave. <laughs> oh, buddy. I Should I tell you this? That, you know, kind of like, what was it? Was it the episode Best of Both Worlds? Star Trek Next Generation. Where, I don't know where you're going with this, candidate? Is that the one where Picard got kidnapped by the Borg? That's right. I probably should let you know, buddy, that Canada's luck sort of ran out a little bit in that apparently I was actually captured by the wolves. I later escaped, but I'm not quite sure they haven't implanted some sort of wolf DNA in me. <laughs> okay. Making it seem that I possibly have now the ability to attack you without mercy. That might be. This is so. This is a troubling development for Canada, folks. Um, we're not sure how this is going to go. Really, if like I'll eat Ryan, or maybe I'll just start like become part of their society and Wolfel. I don't know. <laughs> Wolfel, <laughs> nice callback. Ryan, Carolus Rex. Uh Carolus Rex, or Carolus Rex. Carolus Rex. Uh, I'm going to say that is uh, Hoser Talk. Oh, wow. He got another one Whoa, right there. Oh, back into it. Yeah. That's another uh, Sabaton, uh, Sabaton song. All yeah. right, Ryan. Moth into Flame. And how many more of these do we have? Just a few more. Moth into a Flame. A few more. Just Ryan, Moth into Flame. Uh, that's a, that's kind of, that sounds like a metal song, so I'm going to say Hoser Talk. Oh, wow. He was actually, well, technically, you weren't even really listening because I literally just said that five minutes ago. That was a Metallica song. No. So well, you're kind of right, but I feel like I knew I would get you for not paying attention. I'm right, but a bad listener. Yeah. Okay. Lastly, buddy. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to give you here. Uh, we got a last one here, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, YYZ. I'm going to say that is a Rush song. 
Oh, wow. He got Whoa, another one. Yeah. I think I've got your game down, Canada Dave. You have to come up with a new Canadian band for me to figure out. Oh, buddy. Well, I mean, we'll have things to do, but I, I really am glad you won and everything like that. And I'm really, really happy. No, I'm not. I'm going to kill you. Oh, whoa. <laughs> that's, oh, that's the wolf DNA I was talking about, Ryan. Oh, man, that kind of came out of nowhere. Did my eyes flash yellow or something there? Oh, my goodness gracious. And you're not even going to be able to tell, really, when I'm turning because I'm quite hairy as it is. <laughs> so I, I feel like you're going to have some problems. Yeah. Uh yeah. Well, Ryan, we'll, I, see, we'll see if we, I make it to next week or if the wolf can of Dave is going to eat me, I guess. Yeah, who knows, buddy, but uh, I'll see you next time, all right? All right, sounds good. Our, our thanks to Canada Dave, our thanks to Metal Dave, the award-winning Metal Dave. Yes, it, it, yes, the award-winning us. And, and the award-winning... Uh, yeah, the Break the Business podcast yes. featuring, with Metal Dave, featuring Ryan Carella, yeah. <laughs> who is um, a master of what we still don't know yet, uh, Gordon Ramsay may beg to differ, probably. Oh, master, yeah. Our thanks to yeah. Rory Kelly as well, and thank you all for listening to the Break the Business podcast. Bye.